Welcome to another episode of Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights here with uh, Rich Klein to talk about uh, a couple of Hall of Fame players. Uh, actually, Hall of Fame managers, they were the opposite of Hall of Fame players. If you check the statistics, as you know, I'm a numbers guy, and the numbers for their managerial success do not lie, <laughs> but the numbers for their player success, hitting success, are not good. In fact, we'll get into that. We're talking about uh, Walt Alston and uh, Sparky Anderson. Walt Smokey Austin, Alston and George Sparky Anderson. Uh, great managers, Hall of Fame managers. We'll compare them and contrast them. Uh, first, thanks to our sponsors, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, as well as ComC, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Hugging to Scott Auctions, Tops, who pretty much had the cards for uh, Sparky and uh, Anderson and Walt uh, Alston, uh, Tops, Panini, and Upper Deck. So, Welcome, Rich. We're going to go back and forth and have some reminiscences about uh, uh, two great Hall of Fame managers that, that are uh, early in the alphabet, both uh, beginning with with uh, last uh, name of A, and uh, you know compare and contrast them and talk about their memorabilia. So, welcome, Rich. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for being here for another show. What what are your uh, any collecting memories of uh, of uh, Walt Alston or? Even, or, even when I started dealing in the early, in the mid, late 70s, I started collecting in really active 76, 77, and then I did my first show in 79. Walt Alston was basically already a minor Hall of Famer. He's, he's the Hall of Famer you get if you buy a lot of 60 tops and you get a Hall of Famer too. It's Walt Alston. You mean perceived Hall of Famer? Perceived Hall of Famer. Now, you know, I think he got in pretty quickly after his managerial career ended. And so he may have been in the Hall of Fame by the time I did my first show in 79. And he doesn't no, really have any. I don't think so. I mean, I, you could be right. I just yeah, don't. No, maybe I, it's eighty, but it's close to that time. Yeah. You don't have to wait five years when you retire from managing, just like Casey Stengel didn't have to yeah. wait five years. But he was Veterans Committee. Veterans yeah. Committee. But that's how so, all managers uh, yeah, get in. Yeah, but still, I mean, I, well, anyway, that we're not saying these guys are the primo Hall of Famers, but they were outstanding managers that managed across actually different eras. Right. And Walt's rookie card's a '56 tops card. It's a card number eight. It's the first right. series card, and it's really a cool card because. He had managed the team at that point for three years, yes. and they finally, he finally gets a card the third year, and then he doesn't get another card till sixty, and then he then he gets then tops does manager cards basically throughout the rest of his career. Fifty six tops. Does he get the manager card because of the fifty five World Series? There are some other managers who had it, but that's the fact that he's card oh, that number puts him on the map, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. he was the first manager to, to bring win, the world championship. There to are other Brooklyn. managers in that. You're right. There's no Casey Stengel in there. There's no. Yeah, he may have gotten that all of a sudden after the World Series. And, and it was a hot property. Perhaps. And it was a hot property, and it's card number eight, which tells you that Tops was remember front loading their sets. Yeah. So they get him in early in '56. Right. Is he the cheapest Hall of Famer in '56 uh, Tops? <laughs> Maybe he could be. I mean, he's <laughs> got to be up there for being pretty close. I mean, you could argue is Larry Doby cheaper? Is I don't think so. I mean, I, but and and uh, Sparky Anderson, same thing. I mean, he's in. Uh, 59 tops, and 59 is the only year he played. And Walt Alston had one at bat. And he strikes out in that at bat. And strikes out. And the other thing I found, because I just, you know, I try to do unedited, but it doesn't mean, I mean, Rich and I have uh, life preparation, but occasionally we'll check on something. And I was just checking on one thing, and I found out that, because I always thought Walt Alston was like a catcher. He's he a first, first baseman. And okay. I think he got into the game because Johnny he, Mize gets he ejected. He got in the game because Johnny Mize got ejected. And so not only did he strike out, it was only at bat. And I've never heard of this because in Little League, I was left-handed. This is another one of my way back stories. And they put me at first base and for one game. And, and I'm eight years old or something. And again, most Little League is strikeouts or walks. But it, somebody hit one to the third baseman or something, a dribbler or something. And so the kid's throwing it to me at first base. And I, 
I dropped it or fumbled it or something like that, so I had an error. Okay, I never played first base again. Okay, now my point is Walt Alston had a similar situation. Apparently, he had two chances at first base, and, I think and, one, one, of them and one of them was an error. So, have you ever heard of a first baseman that had a fielding percentage of 500? Not good at first base, <laughs> but it beats my zero for 0 for 1. Um, uh, Sparky, on the other hand, was a career minor leaguer that uh, was actually signed in the Dodgers organization, and but never really made the big leagues until 59. And Sparky Anderson plays one year in the majors. If I remember correctly, he plays like 152 games, <laughs> bats 218, 218, does not hit a homer. And I think those are like major league records for futility among people who only play one year, like the for lowest him. career yeah. average for people right. who only played one year in 150 games. And Well, to play no. 150 games and then have your career be over when there's only 154 games in those days. Yeah. So he played almost every game to not great distinction. And then and then you'd think he'd at least get a cup of coffee after that. And he never did. And he never did. Yeah, I mean, like Mike Goliath. And yet here he is in the fall of fame. And Mike Goliath's the starting second baseman for the 50 Phillies. He at yeah. least gets a cup of coffee yeah. the next year. He's obviously the weak link in the Wiz kids. <laughs> yeah, it's, they're both Philadelphia players. We're not picking on Philadelphia here. It's more like that's just the nature of what they were doing. I think they were both second basemen for the Phillies. They... The Phillies must have had some second base issues in the 50s. Well, it's not the position it is now where you can even expect power now. But uh, Sparky, George Anderson, I think, had zero power. Well, the other Um, thing with George Sparky Anderson, if you look at the 59 tops card, it doesn't say Sparky Anderson. It says George George, Anderson. And Mike Hirsch, our our mutual friend, always used to, for many years, used to go to the Willow Grove Grove show and buy um, all the George Anderson Oh, right, because people didn't know? People didn't know. Oh, gee. And then 60 also calls him George. And I mean, 60 is a low-level Hall of Fame card at this point. Yeah. I mean, you probably can pick it, it up for a dollar. Yeah. It could be the lowest of the low of 60 Hall of Fame player cards. Well, I mean, at least the 59 is his rookie, rookie. card. But uh, both those guys also have minor league cards, pre-rookie cards. Right. And uh, with, Austin has 53 Canadian exhibits, which exactly, is a really yeah. cool card. And I didn't think George Sparky Anderson has a pre-card. He has 60. I thought he has 66 like St. Petersburg. All right. But, so but that's would, still an interesting card before right. he gets his first manager card. Yeah. He gets, you know, there aren't that many minor league Good sets point. from the yeah. 60s, and yeah. Sparky Anderson's in one of the sets. Right. So that wouldn't be a pre-rookie, but it would be an obscure card. It's probably one of his tougher cards, I would think. And uh, and then uh, Austin has that Frostade yes. card, which is small. But, yeah. you know, the hobby doesn't uh, appreciate larger cards like the exhibits, but a slightly smaller card, which it's, I don't know if that's two by two, but yeah. the Frostade is is. Two by two. That's a really cool like card. It's a cool card. Yeah, I, I had that at one time. I, don't, I may still have it around. But uh, and Sparky, what do you think his best card is? I think it could be that. In terms of toughness, it's obviously that's the that St. Petersburg yeah. card. In terms of and his obviously the fifty nine is a real rookie card, and the seventy one high number manager card is a tricky enough card. And okay. the OPG version of that Good. Yeah. is a brutally tough card. Yeah. What about autographs from those guys? They're, I think they were pretty they're generous fair, autographs. Yeah, they're both reasonably good autographs. Uh, I think for Walt Austin, the Perez Steel is a tough autograph to get. He doesn't have a lot of those out there because he died. He dies right like after. a year, yeah, maybe Less a, than a year. year after the Perez Steel. So that's a tough card to get signed. Sparky's a little different. He probably did some shows. He's got, I think, some certified autograph cards along the way. You can get a Sparky Anderson autograph reasonably accessible. Okay, how much of Sparky Anderson's success, do you think, is attributable to his hair, to uh, his white hair? I don't think at an early age. I don't think if it's the I don't think the success, but I think 
the mystique. The mystique made made a difference of people wanting to hire him because it gave him at the age of thirty six, he's the manager of the Reds in the major right. leagues, and that's young. Right. But then again, the Reds were always doing young managers in those days. Davey Bristol was like thirty. The guy he replaced, right. Davey Bristol, was like thirty three years old when he took over as the Reds manager. Fred Hutchinson was maybe 40 years old. Had just come out of playing. Had just come yeah. out of playing when he took over as the Reds manager in like 59 or 60. He's yeah. not that old either. So the Reds were constantly using, innovating in that way. Innovating maybe. in that way. They may have been ahead of the curve, and today they call relationships with the players. But the Reds may have been doing that long before anybody else thought about doing it. Well, the, the, the another advantage both these guys might have is that they weren't great players. And so to relate to the, the whole team, not just the superstars, but to realize baseball is a team game and you got nine people that are going to rotationally bat and the people at the bottom order, they, bottom of the order, they can get something started just like the guys in the top or the middle of the order. So, um, so they could relate to that and understand that if everybody's pulling together, that's good. And they both were tough. And, and I mean that in a good way. There's, like in 62 or 63, there's an incident on the Dodgers bus where I guess the players were acting up a little. And Walt Austin basically says, if anybody wants to go outside, I'll be happy to go outside with you. One of the players on the 63 Dodgers or 62 Dodgers is Frank Howard, 6'7", so, yeah, 285 two, yeah, yeah. or more. And but probably, Walt Austin was a big guy, too. He was a big guy, and nobody took him up on that one. Right. And Sparky also was tough in that he basically says, we're going to try to win this way. And he's, you know, he granted he had great players, but... You know, you can have great players. You right. can you can mess that up totally with great players. The other thing I I, I heard about this, and I vaguely remember it from the past, the circumstances of him leaving the Reds is probably a pretty beloved manager there. That somebody came in, a new GM or something, and wanted him to cut some of his coaches, and he was loyal to his coaches and said, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm you know if I'm here, they're my guys." And so I I really really respect that. I think that's a, that's a good life lesson. Okay, but it did cost him his job. On the other hand. He was able to move into another, what turned out to be a really excellent situation in Detroit. And we're picking up with, uh, Trammell and Whitaker and the, and that, that, uh, trending in the right direction and, and, uh, bring them to a great success within, within a few years. And it's not just Trammell and Whitaker. It's Jack Morris and Lance Parrish, all rookies in 1978. Yeah. So all, he comes in in 79. He comes in in 79. You talk not about, yeah. again, the hardest thing to do with talent is not to blow it. And both Walt Alston and Sparky Anderson had their teams competitive. And, you know, they didn't always win, but they were competitive. Walt Alston wins like three World Series. He wins yeah. 50, 55, actually four, 55, 59, 63, and 65. Sparky wins 75, 76, and then 84 with the Tigers. He's the big red machine manager. And to me, it's always a shame that for many years in the 70s, cops put a little inset photo of the manager on the card instead of as they had been previously giving managers their own cards. Well, I don't. I mean, they, they had 792 cards to work with. You'd think they would yeah. run out, but, uh, uh, yeah. You realize that both these guys are Hall of Fame managers, and I think they won approximately 55 or 56% of their games. So you'd think, you know, in other sports, in basketball, you know, you, you can win 75 or 80% of your games. In football, the teams that make the playoffs can, can win 70, can be 12 and 4. For a baseball team to win seventy five percent of their games is is unbelievable. The ninety the, the spread is is much tighter because of such a long season. The ninety eight Yankees, if you count postseason play, is one are one twenty five and fifty, which I believe is a seven fourteen percentage, and that's, that's about as good as it yeah. gets. They they were like one fourteen and forty eight in the regular season and like eleven and two in the playoffs that year yeah. for one twenty five fifty, which is you know five out of every seven. So yeah, and that's as that's as good as it gets in baseball. I don't know if that's the best. It may Regular not be the season. best, but I'm counting. But I'm just saying that's the yeah. most recent example of the Red Sox right. a couple years ago were dominant like that too. 
but you'd think that the managers, that some manager would, if they were, they would be able to ride something like that. But it's, it's, it's just difficult to do. That. It is because so even winning fifty five, winning you know eleven out of twenty games makes you a Hall of Fame manager. It well, makes you realize that you know it's a tough game. If and, you uh, win eleven out of twenty, you're winning somewhere between eighty eight and ninety games a season. Yeah. Eighty eight to ninety games a season is a successful year every year. Well, not not World Series successful, but it'll get you into playoff contention. In right. some years, you might be a little better, and those years you will make the playoffs. And right. the years you're worse, you're still a five hundred team. You'll keep your job for a long time that way. Well, you're going to keep your job for a long time, Rich, because you've got a lot of knowledge and you're very willing to share it. So, uh, thanks, listeners, for being here. We, we're, uh, we, we're, we'll do other Hall of Famers and we'll do uh, we'll do one shots for some Hall of Famers that are uh, that are more more glamorous, but. Uh, uh, Sparky Anderson and Walt Alston were two uh, excellent managers, very deserving of being in the Hall of Fame based on their managerial career. Absolutely not for their playing career, but uh, again, they had a lot of things going for them, some great players, but uh, the ability to manage and to get the best out of the players is uh, uh, hats off to them. So very collectible. Not as many cards of them because they weren't, uh, because the manager cards, as Rich said. But uh, if you got any questions or any other players you'd like us to deal with, uh, just again, this is a good opportunity to send in a voice, uh, a voice recording of a, a little a snippet on uh, who you'd like for us to cover and, uh, and, and why. And maybe we can uh, riff off that if you uh, talk about a certain player or a combo. It's kind of fun to compare and contrast a whole episode on uh, Walt Alston. Uh, just seemed like putting them two, the two together would be would be uh, of more interest. So again, thanks, Rich. Thanks, thanks, Jim. thanks, uh, listeners. Be back tomorrow with another episode. Thanks. Bye. The man